You're listening to the Gospel Heffa Show. The radio station's owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this radio station, and opinions between the talk show hosts may conflict. Do you think you can handle it? Make some noise! Gossip and Welcome in to the Gossipin' Heifer Show, Michelle. And Rochelle. Heifer. What's going down? Me. Mm-hmm. Me. You know what? Not you. I, you know what? I, I let you have you that because what? you have this platform that you always put yourself on, which I'm glad confidence is good. I was going to say, what's wrong with that? But but you still, you know. You a hater. Yeah. I, yeah. That sound like you some right? good. You are right. Sibling hate. <laughs> Okay. That crap ain't great. Thank you for tuning into the Gospel and Heifers show. Make sure you visit our website, gospelandheifers.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We've got coming up a special guest later in the show. We're talking to Malik Whitfield. Maliki. Malik. Now, you, first of all, everybody should know his signature role as Otis Williams of the Temptations at the miniseries they had back in the day. Yes, I don't remember. I, I, well, you know what? Well, you got to reacquaint yourself with that film. Well, that's I a saw good the picture movie. you showed me. I said, mm, mm-hmm. that's kind of attractive. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's got a new TV series on Bounce TV, and that's Bounce. called Last Call, featuring him, TC Carson, Carl Payne. It's about a ex NFL player. Basically, his manager runs off of his money, and the only thing he's got to make a living on is this bar that he has. Mm. And he decides to kind of flip it into a comedy club. Oh, okay. Yeah. So flip it and stuff. <laughs> I don't know why you want to act like that, Michelle. So you good this week, Heifer? Yeah, I'm grand, you know, just chilling. Yeah. The weather can't make up his mind. So, you know, one minute you're tired feeling because it's gloomy and cold. Girl. And the next day it's 70 and sunny and bright. It's been so, you know, chill weather that, you know, you want to hibernate. Right. (laughs) It's what what it is. All right, let's get to it. It's time for Conspiracy Sister. First, a political statement, if I may. Another idea is stolen from the black man. Blackness confirmed. You got so. Thank you. This is Conspiracy Sister saving my people from a sunken place. Shall we have a sip on some of this black power tea? Now, before I get started on these new KKK hats, <laughs> I want to know why is there so many men out there trying to tell me what to do with my lady parts. <laughs> now, I got that out the way. Oh, okay. Now, everybody was in the uproar these high school white boys were showing up with these MAGA hats on. Now, like I said earlier, that ain't nothing but the new KKK hats. <laughs> and white folks, if you walk out with your white privilege with that hat on, you're going to get stepped to. That's exactly what happened to these Kentucky little white boys. Now, you have the Israelites out there. My brother was out there, and let me tell you, called them little white boys everything but the child of God. <laughs> I ain't saying it was right. No, no. But I understand. (laughs) That hat is a trigger. You know how you white folks like to harass black men in hoodies? Well, that's how black folks and brown folks feel about that hat. (laughs) It's a trigger. It makes you angry. Makes you suspicious. Oh, my God. Now, you know, the Israelite brothers may have missed the opportunity to talk to these little peckerwoods. You know, you could talk to them. They're young. They They may be just dumb. And try to get an understanding. That's a missed opportunity. Oh. 
But as everything got out of hand, you had my native brother. Now, I don't know if Nathan was trying to cause the peace or did them hats piss him off too? Because <laughs> he was drumming in, his, in the boy's face and I heard another brother say, this is not your land. But which is also true. <laughs> You can't argue with Native Americans about that now. No. That's a dead conversation. <laughs> now, the little white boy claims I was trying to help the man. I was trying to cause peace. Look, let me tell y'all something. <laughs> Everybody knows that white privilege smirk. <laughs> and you white folks, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. He was up in this man's face smirking like, touch me. <laughs> now, the funny thing is he wasn't that dumb because he didn't do it to the Israelite brothers. You notice that? <laughs> He would have went home the same color as them. <laughs> but you big and bad to jump in an old man's face. Mm. A veteran. Yeah. So disrespectful. Now, I, I don't care what you all say if the boys were innocent. No, you're not. I seen the video footage of them at basketball games with black faces. Yes. School is embedded in racism. Mm. Whatever adult told you that it was okay to wear the KKK hats to the rally was setting you up as well as you setting yourself up. <laughs> So I don't tell you white folks with your privilege. Stop wearing the damn hats. You know where that doggone slogan came from. The KKK. Make America great. I, you know what? America be great when it goes back to its original roots. Brown. Conspiracy sister is out. Another idea stole for the black man. I love that hook. Yeah, I, I know you do. <laughs> That's why you were ignorant. But I'm thinking this whole thing with the Magna Kids hats. Oh, God. Look, they from Kentucky. If anybody know anything about Kentucky, mm. racism is the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> okay? I'm just saying. And matter of fact, speaking of which, let's go ahead and get to politics because, you know, Trump has invited the students to the White House. This mm. kills me how he goes out of his way for white supremacy behavior, and he rewards it by always having an open invitation to the White House. Of course, we're going to probably serve him burgers. <laughs> <laughs> another, excuse, another excuse to have a big order of burgers so he can glut them up. <laughs> I'm about sick of Trump. Oh, girl, don't get me started. Him but and you know, all his little redneck friends. You know, you've seen other people of other ethnic backgrounds do great heroic acts, and you don't say a word about them. But once you feel like some of your supporters are victimized, and their behavior is just flat-out racist-like. <laughs> okay, yeah, so well, he, he, that's that's up his alley. Right. Because you notice he never asked that black guy that saved everybody at the Waffle House. The Waffle House here. Never even mentioned it. Mm-mm. As a matter of fact, he was doing a hit-and-run when it came to MLK Day. Why did he even bother showing up to the memorial. But you know, I thought, thought it was disrespectful for him to even be there. I would have rather you stayed home. Oh, didn't say a word about the legacy, nothing. Then Pence gonna come out his butt and say this. One of my favorite quotes from Dr. King was, now is the time to make real the promises of democracy. You think of how he changed America. He inspired us to change through the legislative process to become a more perfect union. That's exactly what President Trump is calling on the Congress to do. Come to the table in a spirit of good faith. We'll secure our border. We'll reopen the government and we'll move our nation forward, as the president said yesterday, to even a broader discussion about immigration reform in the months ahead. You comparing Trump to Martin Luther King? Oh, my Man, God. Man, let me tell you something. Pence is Trump's bottom thought, okay? <laughs> bottom thought? Uh, that, that's, he is such a, a capital B. I, oh, I, oh, I can't stand him. Oh, Lord. I want them both out. And him the, and that Mitch. <laughs> Mitch? <laughs> what his name is, Mitch? <laughs> the Mitches. I want them all. 
there's been a postponement in the FBI investigation. You know, Mike Cohen, who is Trump's former personal lawyer, says he's been getting threats from Trump and some other people down with his camp behind this testimony. Well, he's he's about threatening to do. his family. Right. And Congress is like, okay, regardless whether you're getting threatened or not, you're you, going you gonna to testify. He's going to testify, but the problem is, you know, they probably won't let him publicly testify. Mm. So pe- America people need to know what Trump is doing. Right. And he's running the White House. I mean, he really thinks he's Scarface. <laughs> I mean, this fool really thinks he's in the doggone mob. Say hello to my little friend. Okay, and little was right. <laughs> Come from him. He's blatantly disrespecting the law of mm-hmm. the, 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 the all the amendments, okay? Girl. And nobody's doing anything. Nothing. Not a thing. But we're going to see because the investigations, you know, I think that, matter of fact, the shutdown is a diversion. It is. They can't check out witnesses they've had down on cases mm-hmm. for years. They've lost them. But, you know, the sad thing is everybody's really blink thinking what it's going to come down to is somebody's going to have to get killed. Yeah. And, I mean, I, it's so sad that it's going to come to that. It takes tragedy But it's to going get to results. take a tragedy because he's got America open house mm-hmm. for terrorists. Yeah. We are open house right now. Especially through airports. Let me tell you something. That's the main part where a lot of terrorists act come through is the airports. Mm. But, you know, people are funding Mueller's case, so he's wasting his time. <laughs> he got millionaires sending him money, so Mueller's straight. <laughs> I'm like, Mueller, if you need any papers, call the heifers. I'm trying to tell you. Have a Anything. Go- if they got a GoFundMe for a wall, I got a GoFundMe for this investigation. Okay. For real. And let's get to headline news. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this story that was so sad about a woman who has been in a coma for years. Yeah. Gave birth to a baby boy. And the boy is healthy, and they're trying to find out who is the father. They did a DNA test of all the staff. Yeah. Turns out it was a staff member. Well, we knew that. Somebody okay. had to be getting close to her. Girl, and when I saw the picture of the man that took advantage of this woman. I was trying woman, to figure out why was he in the hospital. He looked like a black Popeye. You want that one He looked eye. like an inmate. <laughs> <laughs> okay you know if you all know if y'all seen the movie life and you know how bernie mac was holding his face in his eye yes that's what he looked like 30, with long braids 36 year old nathan scutherland is his name and uh scumbag they, yeah he, he was actually compelled not to give up his dna but hey you got a court order dog you got to give this but up but you know what the more you compel on not doing it mm-hmm. I know you're guilty. Yeah. So now I really want your DNA. So I would love to see what all's going to come out of it. Because, dog, beside you're going to get prosecuted. Of course. I cannot wait to see your child support payments. How he gonna he, he going to jail? He can't pay them child support. Oh, that's okay. They're going to find a way to get that money. Yeah, right. Make them license plates. We're going to give it to the baby. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how he was, because he did not look like he needed to be in there. No, I don't. Was he the janitor? I, I don't know what his direct position there was, but he did look creepy. I just, that's all he I He looked real say. creepy. If I had a loved one at that facility and I saw him on the I'm staff. Like, oh, I, I need okay, doors come on. I need cameras in here. <laughs> I'm not leaving. <laughs> nah, I'm sleeping right up there. With my nine. Okay. A recent Florida bank shooting. Authorities say five people mm. have been killed in the shooting in a Florida bank. So the shooting took place at SunTrust Bank. This is just a random act. I don't think there was a burglary involved, but just a random shooting. This is why I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, what? You know, this is why I'm so concerned on how you have time to put money and energy into a wall when we've got terrorism within our own country. He's the main terrorist. What you talking about? <laughs> he is the main terrorist. My God. So, I think he may be shutting down the government too for Putin. You, you never know, girl. You know they ain't cahoots. I don't care what nobody say. They all in cahoots. That's right. <laughs> you ain't lying. They are. 
There's some bull that's going on here. Man, it's a major bull. And matter of fact, I am so tired of all these marketing gimmicks because I just recently read an article where they say KFC is debuting a scented candle. What? Kentucky I, Fried Chicken so, you know, well, is getting it, ready to have candles. I don't out. need no, my house smelling like chicken. If I ain't fried chicken, <laughs> I don't need my house smelling like no freaking fried container. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm, I'm through. <laughs> this is going to be a limited time release of gravy scented candles. Okay. <laughs> gravy? Really? I ain't got time for this. And what good is that going to do beside, uh, especially if you in the house of a person who don't cook and all of a sudden like, why? Well, I was, was going to say that's be, that'd be a good way to piss your man off. Have him thinking you don't cook. He come in, girl, that's just a candle. <laughs> you low life ever. I'm kicking somebody's ass. Okay. <laughs> Shoot. That's when he go to KFC, get some for real, and don't get you. Girl, and I'm trying to tell you, be a one meal serving type of situation. I'm like, no, you didn't get me nothing, so I'm not getting you nothing. But that's ridiculous. I'm like, I've heard of bacon scented candles, but now I, I guess the fast food industry look, is trying to get a piece of that. I just you know, like business. my baby powder scent, my right. really, you know, I, you know, the, the cupcake scent. You know, I like those. I don't yeah, need the, cinnamon. I don't need no bacon. The subtle scents are lovely. Yes, <laughs> I mean cinnamon apple. That's aphrodisiac for men anyway. You only yeah, you only need the, the certain sense you got to have beside your personal preference but i just don't want to walk in nobody's house and just smell gravy and you got a candle burning that's what you have to smell like say girl you greedy <laughs> so you ain't just eating it you gotta smell it too come on all right let's go to a quick break don't go anywhere it's the gossip and heifer show you're listening to the gossip and heifer show, show. She's gonna have a BF. Oh my god. She's gonna have a bitch fit. Oh. No, no, no. D- don't have a, 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 a BF. You oh are in big trouble. Alright, so guys, what happens and we are back and it's time for our segment for that release, relax, relate, the BF segment. Something that has been a personal experience that, hey, I feel the need to share. Maybe you have something you can relate to. Rocky, you all right this week? I'm good. You know, you know my friend is getting up my nerves every time to come over here. Because I want time on my breast. I'm like, dude, we know. Look, people, when a person has big breasts or a big butt, we know. Yes, I know. You don't need to be told every freaking day that I see you. He's, he is obsessed. I'm He's sorry. special. <laughs> He needed to go to a uh, um, AA. Last time when he was over here, I was just watching his facial expressions. I was like, "Dude, snap out of it!" Okay? He's a freak. <laughs> he, he's a special kind of freak. It makes no sense. I'm like, it's something wrong. Well, at least yours is light this week. Because, I mean, social media has really rubbed me the wrong way this week. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Now, number one, social media to me is just really for marketing what we do. I really don't pay too much attention on personally what's going on with anybody. I mean, if I know you, hey, congratulations, goodbye. Yeah, how you doing? Happy uh, birthday. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much it. The last episode I put up on Facebook was about our talk about surviving R. Kelly series yeah. and how you can see signs of a predator, so forth. So, one of my former classmates, I mean, from a long time Girl, ago. I don't know. He just popped up on Facebook. He, he just popped up like a pimple. I, I'm just I, telling you right like now. Like a boil. Just like, he yeah, more like a boil right, for you. A boil, okay? <laughs> so, when I posted it, he went right in on the subject matter of R. Kelly. I'm like, okay, well, did you listen to the show? No, nah, I didn't, but you just jumping on the media bandwagon i'm like, like well how do you know if you didn't listen? i'm like well it's this type of behavior that makes our young black girls disappear and not just that i'm 
to me, this opened a conversation because it's so bad in the black community where, and I know moms have to work. Sometimes the dad's not there. Mm-hmm. And even, the, you know, because the dad got to work too. Right. And we're leaving our children in the hands of people and they're being molested by people that are very close to you. Thank you very much. So that was the point being made. So I was just like, dude, okay, well, you, since you don't, you know, you didn't listen to the show, you're a typical fool that read the headlines, but not the article. And you think you know everything from that yeah. one headline. So he was just like, well, you know, I know, you know, I'm getting up under your skin and taking it and personal. And see, that's what the, th- the thing was, this is a thing about people. It's okay to play with folks and joke with them sometimes. Right. But you got to know your limit. Because he really didn't even care about the article. What was He was just poking poking at you right for fun exactly and i'm like dude you in your 50s i'm like how yeah exactly i was just like dude i know you in my age bracket we went to school together so what is your problem so i just basically had to unfriend him it yeah. was a, you know it was just you know i'm not gonna deal with it and the second thing was instagram girl we always post a mixture of righteousness and righteousness yes. okay so you're gonna see some ratchet stuff you're gonna see some righteous stuff Good mix so we like to involve a lot of black support for our black community it's nothing right it's nothing racist so we've had one follower in particular well she was a follower she was because she has been blocked (laughs) so she decides to inbox me when i posted up a meme that said that lifetime should do a docuseries on surviving white supremacy Mm -hmm. and i'm like and she just inboxed me like this long message and i'm like sweetheart if you're not that mindset why do you i said why are you getting offended i said white guilt so she was just talking about well you know all white people are not like that so yeah i do know this yeah why are you taking this personal so a couple weeks go by and i posted up about how somebody was sitting out on a robert e lee celebration the same day as martin luther king day she put up a, another long comment on that post yeah. talking about well now i have to unfollow you i just believe that racism is this and this and that i was like okay block I'm like, you know, but first I, I had to ask, I said, do you know the difference between news coverage and somebody's personal opinion? Uh, exactly. Because this was, is news coverage. It Heather. was a news article I shared. Okay. It was not a personal but opinion. But that's, look, evidently she's having the white guilts. <laughs> the white guilts? The white guilts. I'm going to say something. White, because white people that, you got either white folks that are woke are white people that choose to sit on their hands and just sit on the sideline and see what's happening. Right. And, like, I'm comfortable. Yes. So, I'm not gonna, I'm, don't ruffle my feathers. Right. So, and if you're too sensitive and you don't, if you want to sit on your hands, don't follow. And my thing is, how else do you discuss something that is so obvious in our society without addressing it head on? Without, I mean, I'm, I'm, nobody's putting a label on you. Yeah. Nobody is pointing and saying this is your history. We're just <laughs> saying that this stuff has happened. And this is America's history. In existence in our society right now especially under this new administration oh yeah and it's worse <laughs> but america was built on racism and it's still racist oh lord and mercy. it's not gonna go away until people are not so uncomfortable to have this conversation i'm gonna have to put our social media on autopilot because sometimes the ignorance is just a little overwhelming Girl, so sometimes you got bypass that that's what i'm saying i'm a, i'm putting it on autopilot and just letting everyone on its own its own i'm not gonna even check that for a minute but well, hey. i check it because i like to go back and forth with you sometimes <laughs> Look, I'm the one. Let's get to it. It's time for Word on the Street. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Word on the Street. Just listen to this. Give it some. No clear heels? You, you was a little delayed this week. What's going on? Girl. Buffering? No, because you know, <laughs> I had to put your clear heels in the shop. You know, roll the heel out. 
Just get a new pair. Just get yeah, a new you know, I might treat you for your birthday. Yes. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Get you some clear ones with a better butterflies. gift than clear heels on Mother's Day. You Girl, so thoughtful. With some butterflies, boo. <laughs> Shut up. Look. Make that stuff fly. Prison reform is a big thing, okay? Besides Kim Kardashian, you know, being like the spokesperson celebrity. I'm for, glad she's doing something besides right. holding Ray J's I'm weekend. glad she is, but there's other celebrities that are stepping up to the plate. That includes Jay-Z and uh, Meek Mill. They are launching a criminal justice reform organization. Good. So, Jay-Z's always been out there, though. Yeah, though. Because I remember when he bailed out a bunch of black men right before Father's Day mm-hmm. that had minor, it was BS minor charges. Minor offenses, exactly. Spend time with your family and stop, you know, locking men up in general He was over like, small, bogus nonsense. He was like Sugar Ray from um, Harlem Nights. <laughs> you sweet as Sugar Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna bail everybody out. You are sick. Six six. It's the truth. But I'm just glad that more celebrities are stepping up to more sensitive issues that do affect the black community because it's needed. I mean, nobody else is gonna take that take charge of that. Yes. But we just got to keep pushing and keep on. Yes, please. Because it's mainly black folks that they locking up. That's modern day slavery. Matter of fact, speaking of trying to lock up, Chris Brown. Girl, I, Chris girl. Brown was recently in Paris and some model said that she was brutally raped in his hotel room. Yeah, whatever. Him if and she said, I believe one of his bodyguards. If she said he tried to throw a chair at her, I probably would have believed it. <laughs> but as soon as I heard that story, I said, girl, why y'all leave Chris Brown the now, hell alone? The thing about this is the timing is because he just, I think, got his rights on his music. Yeah. Which makes him one of the, you know. Youngest artists to do youngest this. Youngest artists to do that. And now we're in Paris. And I'm like, okay, if he was to do that, why would he have to go, number one, all the way to Paris to do to it? To get some. Have y'all seen his dating track record? <laughs> He don't date a Rihanna, whatever that coochie, roochie, <laughs> roochie, whatever that fool. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful young women. Yes. Chris Brown is an attractive, talented man. He don't have to take no coochie. No, I mean, he does have some issues to work out, but see, the thing about like, it he is. He throws chairs. That's why I, I said. Just from what I've seen, I can't, you know, don't quote me on it, but I'm just saying ever since he's become a father of a young lady. He's okay? calmed down. He's calmed down. So I think that that's really ridiculous with him being in this fatherly stage in his life that he would take the time to take advantage of somebody. And why would he have to do that over in Paris? And why would he have to do but that I'm in general? Say, Chris you know Brown what? can I, snap his fingers and have I think white folks is mad with Chris Brown because them little white girls love them to Chris Brown. Right. And this is another reason why they keep attacking Chris Brown. Look, <laughs> keep your Beckys under under control and that's I, not his fault and i want people to stop comparing him and r kelly because i've seen memes and i'm serious? like okay chris don't have no sex cult okay nor, nor has he been messing with underage girls <laughs> but you know what makes me mad too folks want to always throw harvey weinstein or oh, what about harvey weinstein yes uh, so-and-so with r kelly first of all harvey weinstein is just being known to the public mm-hmm. the last year right We've been knowing about R. Kelly for 30 years and did nothing. Nothing. Okay. Now, the industry, both sides, industry knew all the time about all of them. Yeah, exactly. So, why are we talking about that? Matter of fact, speaking of which, Yo-Yo, the rapper. Yeah. She shared a story. She was at this uh, red carpet event. And she was talking to a reporter and said how her daughter... Um, got approached by R. Kelly's camp. Bell said yeah. that they went to a listening st- uh, session in the studio and she brought her daughter with her and she was about 20, 21 years old at the time. I was gonna say, I thought she too old. And when she got, hey, you, you, you know he switched it up after Aaliyah. You know, he started oh, he had getting to a, try to, right, try to right when you hit that with some older women. <laughs> he still had them young chicks on the side. But in this case, after the whole session was over with, you know, she went to her mom and said, you know, somebody slipped me R. Kelly's number. I bet she was like, hell to the no. <laughs> Don't mess with my, my yo-yo. yo-yo. I was going to say, you know, we playing with my baby. 
But, you know, thankfully, like Yo-Yo said in the interview that, you know, I raised my daughter a certain way and thank God she, you know, was able to confide in me as a parent yeah. what happened. You have to have an open dialogue with that, you know. And just because, like, you know, my friend recently just let me know his boy was having sex. Yeah. And he came to him for condoms and I can I said, you know, that's good parenting because he was able to come to you. Right. So you got to keep that open dialogue for your children. Don't be flipping out all the doggone time. They ain't going to tell you nothing. Think about half the crap you did coming up. Ooh, girl. No, <laughs> or tried to do. I, I, yeah, I get a headache. <laughs> and thank God I'm still here. Amen. Because <laughs> the crap I used to get into don't make no sense. Girl, Future is back at it. Now, with his skirts. Girl, you know, him and Sierra, after that fallout, they were both real bitter behind that breakup. Yeah. So she, after she got with Russell and got a marriage, got a new baby, and Russell stepped in as, you know, a father figure to oh, her he, son. He definitely did. He has been real bitter. And yeah. I mean, been making all these side remarks talking about, well, he does whatever Sierra tell him to do. You know, just trying to basically label him as a B. And you know what? I'm so tired of people looking at people that are married, happily married. Right. And trying to make it seem like somebody running somebody. No, these are two people that are in love. Thank you. And enjoy each other's company. And that's like foreign language to future. How many baby mamas do you, you have? You got about five. Boy, you got to try. <laughs> And you're not taking care of none of them. All the time I see Future with his kids, every blue moon he dropping them off at school with a skirt on. <laughs> and then he's going to try to question this man's manhood. He's not running around here with the dog on tutus on. You are. And I just don't, I really wish that they would. I'm tired of the bickering number one. Yeah. Sierra's backed off a bit since she's gotten married. I thank God because I was like, girl, you look you don't since she bigger, dropped that level up, You ain't heard her say nothing else. Right. Let's leave it alone. Let him do his own thing. But, yeah. But like I said, as a man, it does not look good at all. Now, being petty is real <laughs> capital B. Your panties yeah, too tight, it's, baby. Yeah, you're being real mitchish. <laughs> Stop the mitching. Stop the mitching. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a new hashtag for real. <laughs> yeah, stop the mitching. For real, stop it. <laughs> Anybody got time for that? All right, let's go to a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Gospel Heifer Show. Yo, what up? This is YSL. You're not listening to my new single, Dream. Streaming on all music platforms like Spotify and iTunes. Follow me now on social media at You So Love. Everybody got dreams, right? Dreams of signing a Rockefeller Mama said get your life proper fella Go to school, be a doctor fella Even though I was smart enough to get a PhD My flow was dumb enough to be signed by the ROC It started off 17, jamming reasonable doubt Hope was like the Barry Gordy in my eyes down south But something was missing like my town needed more From the city where it was flipped, Kiki and Big Mo we don't gossip, we just pass along news. Put them up, put them up. Yeah, I just can't stand a lot of silly shit. To be moron. Yeah, to be moronic. Exactly. To be a moron. An imbecile. Yeah. Not the dumbest motherfucker that ever lived. It's just dumb. The gossip and heifers are back with dumbish. You know, we have abundance of dumbest in this society nowadays. Mm, it's so sad. Endless amounts of ignorance. And you know, for some reason this week, we have a lot of politically related dumbness going on. Well, that, shoot. Who well, I mean, we've decided. I'm like, you act like this is a surprise. <laughs> 
I mean, other than the obvious on what we're dealing with on an everyday basis, but there is a situation going on ever since the government shut, uh, shutdown took place. Well, you know, public parks are not being cleaned. Mm. Okay. So you are leaving quite a mess where you're talking about campers coming to the park and not cleaning up behind themselves, the restrooms, just a mess. So one guy who happens to live out in Oregon and he's the husband of Governor Kate Brown, mm-hmm. he got into the act of going ahead and cleaning everything up well that was good but he sent the invoice to trump good (laughs) he needs to because this is your job you're talking about something that's covered by the national forest service and now you have to take it upon yourself to you know clean everything up because it's still a public facility and nobody's monitoring it nobody's cleaning it because this ego shut down but i also think it's a shame that american people are actually just sitting there trashing the parks I mean, you all know the shutdown was going on. Clean up behind yourself. You know, I get pissed when I walk out. When I walk in the neighborhood and I see folks that discard their cups, rappers. Right. Trick, really? Mm-hmm. But hey, it's just the way it is. Now, I've never known Trump to be a fashion type of man. No, he no, he definitely is. He's he does not. He, he does. I'm like, do you even have a stylist? I know you got money to have one, but obviously you're not listening. But you could not make, he's got a dumpty Burger King McDonald's body. There's nothing you could do with that. No man girdle, nothing. Girl, no, I doubt if you would wear one. Well, Trump decided that it was time to give Chris Christie a couple of fashion tips Mm. on how to, you know, appear slimmer when you're on camera. And whatever he's, what is he going to take his own advice? (laughs) I mean, you like a burger away from him. Well, first and foremost, he told him to wear longer ties. They give you a nice long... You know what? Because <laughs> he does do that. Right. And it don't work. You look sloppy. Because, you know, we were always like, why is your tie always so long hanging by your... Oversized ties is his fashion tip. And that's the <laughs> thickest part of the garment. It somewhat covers the widest part of his body. And you are absolutely right. It does not have any type of slimming effect on Trump No, whatsoever. he looks sloppy. Right. I know, if I was Chris, I'd be like, boy, please. I'm like, how are you going to get a tie bottom that big to cover your gut? Come on now. Ain't none out there. <laughs> none. <laughs> like you said, get a girdle. Oh. Wear darker clothes, maybe. Oh. But he's the last person that needs to be giving fashion tips to anyone. i will be like, look, you just do, go ahead and just call today, get you a tablecloth, dog, and just <laughs> see if that helps you out over that tie. You're like the Greeks. <laughs> Put this on, punk. <laughs> Yeah. Toga, toga. But you know, but that's exactly what you would think of that fool. God, I'm I'm through. I can't believe he even had the nerve oh to God. try to give advice to anyone. Now you know we are major Michelle Obama fans. You know she's doing this book tour on yeah. becoming, and she's coming to Houston, girl. Now, first of all, I thought she was already in Houston. She coming back? No, she she will be in Houston. Oh, okay. And I mean, I think the tour is pretty much sold out. The well, tickets honey, are pricey, as you can baby, imagine. Let me tell you something. Cause I know when folks were trying to go to that book sign, and they said, right. "Girl, I don't have a grand to be doing." Like, Michelle, I love you, but I have to watch you on TV or catch you on Facebook. Sometimes people go to the extremes just to attend this book tour where recently a mayor of Texas town that actually purchased Michelle Obama tickets for this tour Mm. and got reimbursed for it until the office got audited. And they're like, okay, wait a minute. Why are you guys buying Michelle Obama tickets? This is city money. This is not your money. Yeah, this this is not for city use. Yeah, you you can't just go see Michelle Obama and Beyonce. (laughs) This, ain't, this is personal. 
You write this off on your taxes. Right. That's that personal purchase, dog. I, I just never heard of any political campaign that go to their PR office and say, okay, can you okay these tickets for me to go to this Jay-Z concert? Well, I mean, come well, on. if they do, I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> and I'll be going. <laughs> I want them sweet suits. Um, sweets. Yeah, too. Mayor Linda Thomas and her assistant, they had to re- go ahead and resign behind that. Because I bet you did. There was a lot of talk, controversy, and I'm like, I'm saying, you better be happy there wasn't no charges. Yeah, because that is stealing yeah. from the city. But they had, you know, they ended up repaying the money back, so I think that was the only saving grace. But yeah. even after, you, you already know, after you pay back that money, people going to still say what they got to say well, about they you. Thieves, you well, thieves, you thieves, you got to go. I can't trust you around the Happy Meals no more. Tainted, mate. Exactly. That's Trump, he tainted. <laughs> But I'm like, come on now. See, now you ain't got a job. You're not going to see Michelle Obama. So everything just failed. It just failed. Oh, Lord have mercy. I'm tired of folks doing the most in schools. I mean, every day we hear a little something, and I don't know why porn has become so popular to watch in the classroom. Girl, porn been popular forever. Well, I mean, porn's it's popular. Just too many, it's just too many gadgets and access to it. That That's true. At, at the wrong time. You could just access it anywhere. So apparently in Texas, again, there oh, was God. a teacher that was watching pornography on his laptop. Little freak. <laughs> I hope he had his um, headsets on or something. Because I'm trying to find out how they found out. Not as a student came with a... D- well, a student was walking by and saw images of it. Mm. And then once the teacher left, I'm sure the monitor went to sleep. But they must have got the monitor to come back on again. So and that's when they cold. took picture. Yeah. He, and so the student was able to take pictures of the actual laptop mm, the teacher mm, had in mm. his possession. A student that can't even stand you anyway. <laughs> now I can get you. Yes. Student revenge. That's dumb. You know what? That's a problem. I mean, I have no problem with people watching porn long as they not obsessed. Get your porn on, baby. Get but it on. go home and exactly. watch that. I just never had the urge. Like, mm, I want to get to know myself. I would well, love to watch you, some porn. That's just the same thing back in Memphis. We were driving. That's when Negroes was going overboard with them TVs. And yes. Car. You Girl. would have four and five TVs in the car, and it was always porn on. Yes. When they first Why? had those monitors in the back seats. If girl, why did we pull up behind that car? We saw that crap. I was just like, yeah, that fool had one on the passenger side. He had two in the back. And I'm like, you do know people are driving with their kids. Nobody wants to see this no, crap. Nobody wants to see this. And why must you watch this while you are driving? And all fools in the South do that. You know, <laughs> you know, my friend told him, take your car to New York and see what happened. <laughs> You'd be lucky the rims are still there. Girl, don't even get me started. Now, I know as a stewardess, there are duties that you must perform. But I don't give a damn what it says in my job description. I'm not wiping nobody's ass. What? I'm not wiping nobody's ass. Was it a baby ass. booty? Girl, if it was a baby's ass, we wouldn't be talking about <laughs> it. Okay. I just want to be funny to say that. I'm, I'm just I telling you. I just a little smart at it. Go ahead. But this steward has had recounted a humiliating moment with a 440-pound passenger. How the hell he get on the plane? Right, right. <laughs> I bet he had the whole road to himself. Can't nobody sit next to him. And, it, and, you know, they made the bathroom small. I was surprised you didn't get up. in. You just read my mind. Them bathrooms are small as hell. So how did this work out? So he's a 440-pound passenger that forced her to wipe his bottom as he moaned in pleasure. How he forced her? Girl, let me tell you something. You're going to have to report me. <laughs> You're going to have to report me. Then I'm going to call my girl. Girl, can you see what this old fat trick want me to do? Shove a plunger up there. Well, the unknown man asked the cabin crew to pull down his pants so he could relieve himself and then demand that they wipe him. And and they did it like some fools. And they did it. And then, mm-hmm. they, you know, he was like, okay, you got to rewipe me some more. You know, keep on doing it until I get, you know, physically clean here. And when he they were doing it, he's moaning like he's having sex. 
Yeah, that was some free crap he had. <laughs> he he would hang on an hour, Kelly. <laughs> Only thing he would have got wiped in his ass with my foot. Oh my god! I would have been fired that day. Write me up, whatever you got to do. And I'm then not touching you. Demanded the crew take him to the first class bathroom versus coach. Dog, you ought to be happy. We so you can stake up the whole plane. <laughs> So your funk can come start from the front all the way back to the back. back. <laughs> Ain't better sit your greedy ass. Man, look, have your cheeseburger shut the hell up. <laughs> I still shot that he's even on the plane. There is no I way. I bet that plane was just leaning his ass and off. The, I'm like, dude, if you require that type of, you know, help, you need to have a chaperone with you. Yeah. Because you're no. a nurse assistant something. I mean, I can understand if it was something. I don't even know. I, I would just think if you have a problem with, you know, going to the bathroom that you need assistance, you need to have a chaperone. I'm going to say something. 400 uh-uh. pounds. He ain't, I can see if he was sick. I seen 600 pounds, you know, save my life or 600 pounds my life. Right. And I seen them wipe their own ass. <laughs> they may have broke a toilet or two, but ain't nobody need their ass wiped. So that's some bull. That was a freak move. He wanted somebody touching his butt. Girl. And they should have got the biggest, ugliest man up in there. Man, for real. For real. But that's just disgusting. And you moaning while I'm wiping your nasty See, that's why I would have killed you. Girl, I would have stuck something up in there. All right. A Florida man injures his penis by using an unregulated God snake oil to increase his penis size. Okay, see. (laughs) There you go. Trying to impress somebody. You better play with your kibbles and bits. So we're talking about the what they refer to as GSO, which is short for God snake oil. Being controversial despite not being regulated by the FDA, Americans can purchase the product online or through associates of mm. this um, corporation. And they have a marketing program, so there's no scientific studies behind it, nothing that's proven that it does what it says it does and if it's even safe. So unfortunately, a man had to go to the hospital, be treated with antibiotics mm. and with topical cream because... Um, he used a product. Needless to say, he ended up in the hospital. Mm. After two the- weeks, his parents returned to normal. But when they asked for advice on what he give other consumers considering the product, and he had to say, "No, don't touch this stuff. It just was of not course, a shoot, good I was experience." In the ER. I almost lost my week. You just can't be throwing stuff on your private parts like no, that. No, I mean, know. like I said, you've got to I be... I research. you you got to be real careful when you're talking about these body enhancements that they're selling online. They're shipping them from China. It's just some dangerous stuff. You have no idea what's going on with your body and once you take it. And it probably had an allergic reaction. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Snake oil. I don't need no snake on my food. Snake oil? What? <laughs> you said some kind of snake. with a snake oil whatever the... <laughs> winky oil. Look. <laughs> All right, um, there's a pastor that's out at Southside Baptist Church in South Carolina, and he was arrested and charged with choking out his pregnant baby mama inside Jesus. his church. Oh, he's going to hell. <laughs> you can't do that. What kind of pastor are you? And why is she your baby mama? You pastor? Right. You a pastor? Why are you not married? You got a baby mama? Okay, I I didn't hear it all, but this is a 36 year old pastor, Rashawn L. Wilson, is accused mm. of domestic violence of a high and aggravated nature. Police say that the pastor choked out the pregnant mother of his two biological Jeez. children during a custody exchange and turned violent. Mm-hmm. In front of the church, dog. Come on, man. See, he really tried to go to hell. <laughs> I, I made sure the Lord see what I'm doing. So I'm gonna do it in front of the church. Wow, smart. There's a sanctified ass whooping. I'm yeah, oh, girl. <laughs> he, he went back to them old tests. He went back to them old law books where you could beat your wife in front of the church. Good, for oh, real. it was a courthouse. Courthouse, exactly. Yeah. You could bring them to the courthouse steps on a Sunday and beat their ass. It's just. Yeah, sure, I wish a nigga would. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe slip up. All right, let's go to a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Gospel Heffa Show. What's up, y'all? It's your favorite funny girl, Amanda Fields. And when I want to get personality and some knowledge, I listen to the Gossip and Heffa 
are back and our special guest is with us. He is a NAACP Image Award winner for the lead performance role as Otis Williams in the Temptations miniseries. He's also been on many other television shows with guest starring roles as an Empire, The Night Shift, Law and Order. Now he is going with a breakthrough in comedy with his new series on Bounce TV called Last Call. Please welcome Malik Whitfield. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. No problem, man. This is like almost like it's like an honor, honor. I mean, besides talking to you as an actor, but it's like talking to the Otis Williams. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you know what? I'm so I'm so thankful for the the actual Otis Williams and uh, Suzanne the Pass and Jackie Brown, who actually really spent the time and, and had me come in to uh, do the role. It became it really, really was just not just a trend-setting role, but also just a blessing for myself and all of the all of the guys that got to be a part of Temptations. I mean, we, you know, you look back and, and you just know, you know, you're, you're part of something distinctly, specifically special because it resonates with not just our community, but the world because we all have so many different individual stories that need to be told. And sometimes we don't even believe that we need to tell them. And when it comes out, it allows so many other people to be not only validated, but also understand that, you know, we're all collectively all in this together. Now, is it surprising when people approach you like that's one of the first things that come out their mouth is the role that you played in that movie? You know, um, it was initially. It was initially. And as time went on, because everyone can always hear the stories and the highs and the lows about the industry, um, whether it be film or music or business. Um, so that, the upside and the downsides and the pitfalls and the potholes. And many a time, sometimes people step up and be like, hey, Otis, I love the temptations. And it really was inspiring because many times, some, you know, things weren't going how I wanted it to or, you know, things weren't really happen and happening. And I really felt like maybe I need to figure out and do something else. And someone will walk up and go, don't you ever stop doing it. Mm. You, go, you just keep going. And I go, and that was the day. And I was like, okay, well, I think I'll keep going for a little longer. <laughs> yeah, man, it has never failed you because, like I said, it's almost every time I switch, I'm flipping through channels, and nine times out of ten, you're gonna last, you know, land on a series that's featuring you. Right, right. So that's a big blessing. And now you're switching yes. it up with this new series. You're playing an ex NFL player that has a bar out in Baltimore, and this is more of a comedy role for you. I mean, so is this like a bigger challenge for you? Because mostly the roles we see you in are dramatic. Yeah, it is. It is a. It's not necessarily a bigger challenge, but it is a different perspective. And you know, I think that I think that as artists, many a times we all we all have this journey to where we don't want to be kind of put in a box. Yeah. You know, and we start out like that. You know, and I think that when I started out initially, I, I really gravitated comedy a, a great deal, a lot. And um, over the source of time, the focus in drama also was was very very natural for me in many many aspects and also in my training but i also love to you know let go and be free and um and 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 not put any uh extreme um limitations or or guard guarding reels saying okay well this character can't do this and this character shouldn't do that because this affects this and the perception and perspective and so it really is enjoyable it's enjoyable not only to be a part of the show, but it's enjoyable to also enjoy all of the other actors and, and just, you know, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes you want to stand, be there and be a part and, and, and pass the ball and assist and let them go do their thing, you know, and enjoy them and uh, be a part of that 
whole transition. So it's really, really, really an awesome process that I, I really, really, uh, really enjoyed. Yeah, cause you seem for some reason that off the screen you would have a great sense of humor outside your characters that you play, and you have a great supporting cast. You all uh, got T.C. Carson, you have Carl Payne, yeah. and those two right there are veterans in black comedy sitcoms. Did you learn or pick up any tips from them being veterans? I've known Carl for a good however long, you know, since he was in high school back in the days as Taco Roach. So, you know, we've always had a really, really great friendship and I've always had a great understanding. But I, I think I learned from everyone mm-hmm. on a constant basis, um, from PC, from Carl, um, from all the actors. And so it's a breath of fresh air to, you know, not only go play with them, but also, um, you know, you, you, you can't help but constantly pick up some things and pay attention. And uh, so, yeah, it's extremely rewarding. It's yeah. extremely rewarding. I can imagine it would be working with that type of talented yeah. cast. And I know you guys have fun galore off yeah. the camera. And that and they're beautiful, you know. Carl's beautiful human being. TC's just, you know, stellar. Um, I mean, really, all the cast. The, the cast are really, really, they just, they shine, you know, Braley Evans and Erica Page and my Sean. And, and so we really, truly do have a good time. And, and there's nothing better than spending that time with a bunch of good people um, and putting it together. And I think, you know what, there's another third character that a lot of people really never see. Um, and that would be Roger Bob. Roger Bob, I, he's, he's, he's that silent character that a lot of people really don't get to know about but he's driving a lot of comedy too and he has a lot of great vision and then he also has a little as you know the conductor that says go do your thing go scott let me step out the way mm-hmm. rock and roll and so uh so you know he's he's, he's pretty he's pretty tuned in like that as well i know you've probably been to a comedy club probably know some people that own comedy clubs so i know mm-hmm. did you learn the <laughs> headache of having a comedy club before taking the role on you know what i actually uh I actually do know a buddy who owns a comedy club, uh, Seymour Swan. And uh, Seymour, um, one of Damon Wayans, very, very close friends of the Wayans family, um, and his club's out in New York. And, um, you know, knowing him and his family and this wonderful sister, Esther Swan, who runs all of the, like, the, the beauty pageant stuff for Miss America Universe, it was really, really intricate because, you know, people don't know the hard work that goes into owning a club and mm-hmm. the ups and downs. And then when you're also, for him, he was a comedian. So, you know, him also having to be on the road, and what that means for comedians who have to be on the road and away from their families. And then him grounding it to be closer to the family and then try and make it work at home, mm-hmm. you know, to pull him away from being on the road, but also giving that, that, that venue and that avenue for comedians who you know sometimes uh, are so brilliant and then you're wondering like well where's the movie or where's the tv and where's this other show and then there's all this other just incredible pool of talent that's also fine-tuning their tools and 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 their craft but also out there and they're just brilliant sometimes it's just a matter of time for them and uh you really get to appreciate that and my my favorite perspective of going to a comedy club when i would go would be majority of time and i would say majority of time i would always have this attitude and i'd be like ah you know i'm kind of a little in a funk or mm. feeling a certain kind of particular way and I'm just like whatever I'm going to go to this comedy show and I'm going to and it's not going to be funny but I'm going to check it out and I, you know what it'd be really nice if there's somebody that's funny in there <laughs> and then you know and you go there and you just crack up and you go 
Wow, I need that. I need to let all that go. Yeah, yeah. People don't know that's you know that's the cheapest form of therapy right now without health insurance is going to a comedy club. Yeah, you know, and just being able to laugh and 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 um, smile um, is so therapeutic. You know, and all of a sudden we we get to take on a different other perspective, and it's so interesting because I remember coming up with talent and quite a few other brilliant comics, um, the talent in New York and Flex and. The, the guys and sometimes you know i'd be around a, a, a few of them and i'd go dude when you guys turn off because sometimes <laughs> they're, they're trying out material all the time what's on you right. and so and, and so it's really interesting because sometimes that's exactly what's going on on the set mm. and i'm like all right is, is carl trying out some material right now is tc <laughs> okay all right you know, uh, all right okay all right <laughs> And and you just get to enjoy them because um, you know there's a, there's definitely a deep rooted love and a passion, insight and uh, and fortitude. And I tell you, I tell you, I'm just uh, really really fortunate. I'm really really fortunate, and to have, of course, to have that. You know, because no matter how much you say, hey, I want to do this, I want to do that. I mean, having having these guys is really. Um, you know, it's like playing the quarterback in many ways. You got count on that. You got count on the running backs and the wide receivers yep. and everybody else is making all the magic happen. And so it really is a great team and it's a collaborative effort. Yeah. You, you kind of find your gear and we run with it and, and we go different places with it. Well, I'm glad you can run with it better than that last call in that Saints game. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I'm telling you, it's it's a heartbreaking situation for all of our people that are out there were rooting for the Saints, but I just had to throw that in there on the comic level. But look, you, look, I already know because you know you look you look at that non call, <laughs> you know, like and you're like, are you serious right now? I mean, everyone's everyone's talking about how they're going to stop the game and do replays but you're not going to get the call right right so and and, and i think that's in, it's indicative of the show in a, in a little way yeah because because what 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 darius believes he should things should be like and he should be afforded or has gotten used to it happens just like that well guess what we ain't making the right call mm. and who's not making the right call for somebody to go make sure somebody go find my money right. <laughs> That's that's the harsh reality of of the 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 world that we live in, as you know it right now. Mm-hmm. That it don't make sense. It don't have to make sense. And people stand up and look at you and go, "I'm sorry, it didn't make sense." Well, that's how it is. But you can move on and and keep going. How's that? I feel better. And you're like, "No, I don't feel better." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Because, matter of fact, your character gets ripped off by their manager, takes off with the money. Yeah. How many yeah. times have we not seen his life lesson? And now, like you said, the NFL player is used to a certain lifestyle. Now he's got to adjust on the come up and getting out of debt. Yes. And I think that I think that because we have these gracious, wonderful characters that are all around when he realizes that, OK, well, you know what? Um He's, he's the, he's, he is the type of guy and the type of character to go, you know what, uh, then, uh, you know, we make lemonade out of lemon. Mm-hmm. However, he don't really know how to make lemonade out of lemon. <laughs> 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 you know, but it, it feels and sounds good to him. And then there's a, there's a level of, of immaturity to him, even though he 
Um, he's a good-hearted guy, but there's a level of immaturity to him because he doesn't really have all the, these uh, clear life skills, mm. you know. And so that's fun for me, you know, because sometimes I'm playing these serious guys and they're either well put together, well thought out of, or, or very detailed or, or very focused on, you know, what it is their their main goals are. But, th- you know, this guy is still like, you know, he's still young <laughs> and, and, and even younger in mind. So he's he's got some growing up to do, which also makes it fun because you have these characters around that they just jump in and out of your life and in and out of your business, whether you want, it, want them to. And sometimes you need that because... It takes away the focus of going me, 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 me. And, and, and it melts down. I think as the show will continue to go on, it melts down the show of me, 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 me into, oh, I'm starting to see a better and broader picture, which I think is, is fun. Yeah. Now you yes, have a, other projects going on as well. So I definitely want to hear about the more dramatic roles you're currently playing. Well, my most dramatic role is life. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful kids so we're few in high school that are doing their thing and they keep us really busy so if, if i'm not home or if i'm away running around or, you know filming my you know my number one thing is get get the kids to school on time mm-hmm. or really my wife gets them to school on time she wakes me up and is like let's go to the gym stop slacking and then we kick the day off pretty early but um but i've been really fortunate to to have some projects not only with some wonderful people um a new project coming out sometime this year uh i think late april uh with uma thurman and netflix and tom chambers um and that should be really really good project kind of got a supernatural uh aspect and feel to it shut that out in, in albuquerque new mexico and, and that's going to be really good and our lifespan sometimes you know sometimes you, you we look at incredible people that we lose that mm-hmm. help us and send us lift us up with so much love over the course of time as well as I was being I was fortunate enough when I was younger being mentored by Gregory Hines and so mm-hmm. many other incredible people that was supporting me as a young actor and say you know keep keep going focus on this focus on that strengthen this strengthen that and so it, it's not often we get to do that you right. know and so I was just really really thankful of that and uh and, and grateful what a wonderful time and so I, I'm really excited to see how um people are responding to last call um and and also we're making a very conscious effort to try and you know get it out there because I know sometimes we've had some people say hey well I'm trying to find Bounce TV but uh hopefully you know a lot of more people will be able to tune in and get to enjoy these these guys and, and these characters and I'm and I'm really grateful to be doing something a little different and and being a part of of, of a ship in the vessel mm-hmm. that's uh you know that's the destination have. don't take life so seriously amen <laughs> we really appreciate the interview hopefully we can have you back on sometime soon on the various yes. projects you're working on okay yes please tag me and i'll, I'll be following you okay appreciate it well you have a okay. very blessed day thank you so much again for this great interview and the best of luck with all the additional projects you got coming up i thank you so much oh a juicy piece of gossip you don't have a I thought we should be alone. Get that whoop in that other chain and follow me on. Let's talk sex.
It's the Gospel Heaven, and it's time to talk about that sex talk that we like to talk about. And mm. we've covered quite a few topics in this segment, but I would like to cover the orgasm altogether. Oh, girl, that's a lovely thing. I mean, you know, that's the whole point. When you have an orgasm, it's great, but you know, there's ways that you can have more orgasmic sex if you practice a couple tips. I bet you it's called foreplay. <laughs> this is something men like to bypass. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That is a big thing because, you know, most guys, when they are so used to getting with you in that way, they sometimes can bypass that. Yeah, you bypass that. I need some foreplay. <laughs> Get this nipple. Lick my kneecaps. <laughs> kneecaps. <laughs> this makes me randy. So, I mean, look, let's take a look at some things that you and your partner could be doing to experience more orgasmic sex. Okay. Now, the first thing is to make sure that the woman's body is ready for penetration. Like you just said, the foreplay plays a big role in that. Yes, it does. Yes. And why do you particularly like the foreplay, just in general? Well, the foreplay, it's like a tease. It gets you, it gets your motors running. You know? <laughs> Starting the engine up. Yeah, you get the engine, and that's when the, you know, all the oils and stuff start flowing. <laughs> you know what I mean when I say oils start flowing. You got to get them dog, get them coochie sales ready. Coochie sales, what the hell? Coochie I've sales. never heard that damn term in my the coochie life. Coochie sales with the, the moistness comes from. <laughs> and you gonna go play? Why you dry? You didn't do nothing. This is true. So you want to start with lots of full body touching, okay? Just arouse the whole body, not just her genitals, because I mean that is the area you want to touch. But there's other areas that's gonna get her aroused as yeah. well. Okay, so make back sure. massage. Yeah, little nipple on the titty. Nipple. <laughs> <laughs> All those things are lovely. And also, a female orgasm before penetration, I recommend, you know, of course, when you get to the clitoris area, you're going to want to do a lot of stroking with your fingers and your manly penis. Oh, he could just suck on the clit. <laughs> That's amazing. Look, men that ain't sucking on the clit, y'all don't know what you're doing. I advise you try it. <laughs> But you never lied, though, because once that section takes off, it just gets you started. You are ready to rock and roll. Yeah, men have to realize that clitoris is like the tip of your penis. Mm -hmm. It's very sensitive. Yes. A lot of good nerves there <laughs> that you need to work out, work with, you know. And matter of fact, that's what they recommend next is emphasize clitoral stimulation. Mm -hmm. And I cannot, when I was selling those toys, I could not stress to my audience enough, especially when they were couple parties. Mm -hmm. You guys have got to stimulate the woman's clitoris. Taurus. That is like clip. the beginning and end of the whole situation. Flick the switch. <laughs> <laughs> And men don't realize that, you know, most women do not orgasm through a vaginal penetration. No, nah, because men don't know what a G-spot is. <laughs> and they be so busy in there like a jackrabbit. Like, can you get to the G-spot and just take a nice slow stroke? Right. So most men don't understand that, like, okay, well, I'm doing all these different moves. That's all fine and dandy. But it's only a few women that can actually experience a vaginal orgasm. Mm. So that's why you got to warm up that body, work on the clitoris, and make sure that she's work satisfied. Yeah, and then more than the most likely, if you get her warmed up, she might experience an orgasm vaginally. Hey, you never know. You know what I mean? And you may get her to squirt. <laughs> You know, men like that squirt, you know, they don't realize it's up to them. And matter of fact, when you are working with the clitoris, you got to make sure you don't forget it afterwards, even after you penetrate. Oh, because yeah, do it while, play with it while you penetrate. <laughs> and don't be, don't, but you know, some men are so, 
they'll easily, you know, feel like there's something's wrong with them. If, you know, allow her to play with her clitoris. Right. Exactly. Don't get in your feelings. It's like an extra angel. stimulation for a woman. So if you're able to, you know, handle your business and still stimulate her clitoris at the same time, you may even want to bring a toy in the mix. Don't get exactly. insulted because that will take something off your hands. But a lot of men do get, you know, what's wrong with yeah, me? I ain't they enough. all in their feelings. Like, get, get over it. We, I'm trying to have an orgasm, boo. That's, that's what we try to do. Say it about you. But like you said, some women will be tend to do that themselves while intercourse is taking place. Yeah. So men don't get offended. She's just trying to get that, ex- you know, extra. Yeah, don't be insecure. Stimulation. That's all it is. And that's why I'm having these. I mean, even though mine's an animal freak. <laughs> animal freak? What animal. A gorilla animal. <laughs> but he is not intimidated. Yeah. Girl, don't even get me started because, I mean, just socially talking about y'all's <laughs> behind the door lifestyle, I, I'm really not even. I, I've been traumatized. Um, how you? You know what? Matter of fact, your girl just brought up how she was cracking up off that doggone pit video you took when he was bouncing my breast constantly. <laughs> and I said, because she's stupid. That's why she videoed it and then she put it up on Instagram. How nice. Look, you put up, a, uh, I know you said it was by accident, but you put up one of me sleeping and snoring. Girl, it was an accident. I was saving the videos and Facebook backstabbed me. They actually put it in my story. I'm like, why, how does that happen? I was like, why does this heifer got this up? Okay. You know, I wouldn't do that to you, but it was funny. You know what? Back to the topic. Oh, Master graceful coming. penetration. Ooh. Don't like, I said, I hate a sloppy entrance. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> sloppy entrance. <laughs> it was like Trump walking in the room. <laughs> Don't you Trump my coochie. <laughs> Don't you do it. Trump, my coochie. Why are you exactly. always doing it for these damn one-liners? I'm tired of you. You said a sloppy entrance, and that's what I came well, up I'm with. I'm just saying. What's, woman, a slop, what's a sloppy entrance? A break? sloppy entrance where they just take it. They don't even try to gently feel their way into the you know main no. hall. They just, you know, all over the damn place. You're supposed to rub your head around <laughs> it and just, you know, make sure it's all wet. <laughs> this slide nice and slow. Penetration should be gentle. You know what? The first moment of penetration can be very exquisite and it sets the tone for the whole sex section. I'm telling you. Because if you deal with somebody, like I said, that had that sloppy introduction and you just Bam. like, okay, what else am I supposed to be disappointed by? Because you oh, just you know started off wrong. Hill. Yeah, you're going to go down because <laughs> I don't like the way you entered me, so... I've already lost the mood. My mood is already gone. And make sure not to penetrate before she's ready. And some guys, you guys, you know how you can incorporate dirty talk. You could talk in her ear and say, look, I'm getting ready to do this. Are you ready for this? So on and so on. this dick, baby? <laughs> I knew you would emphasize. I'm about to put the head in. That's your favorite. I'm about to put my head Oh, you stupid. You the one brought that shit up, okay? All right, so we got past the first moment of penetration. And try holding still and letting her slide the penis inside at her own pace. Yeah, let me control that shit. <laughs> Slow roll. Mm. This is just such a nasty conversation. <laughs> That's I why your ass is I feel it. like I need a blunt after this. A blunt in the bath. Oh, God. Got me feeling dirty. <laughs> Riding dirty. <laughs> you know what? I can't even finish this damn article because you keep going with that <laughs> ignorance. So stop that shit right now, okay? Okay. Cowboy style. Use <laughs> use lube. 
Okay. I cannot. If you are not, you know, Niagara Falls naturally, it is no problem. Grab some lube. And I recommend to ladies, especially if your man does enjoy the oral arts, put some lubricant on before you get with your man. That way you can get, especially the flavored ones. The flavored you edible just, lubricant like a big is cherry lollipop. the bomb. <laughs> but you know, I did get some, um, like a chocolate thing, um, some kind of chocolate pudding or cream that you had. Yes. Girl, I like that one. Yes, that's a, that's very tasty. I, it really is. They have a lot of nice edible body desserts that you can indulge in. And you're going to be thinking it's just your penis. Nah, nigga, it's the chocolate. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, flavored edible items can incorporate longer oral sex. So even if people are not too much into oral sex, they'll yeah. get into it if you add a little something different to it. And add a good ass washing before. <laughs> I'm gonna say if you're gonna do anything oral, make sure your ass make is Make sure clean. that shit is like, you know, health inspection clean, okay? Exactly. So we, <laughs> we no I think people need to start wearing, you know, like burn grades. symbols. Great, yeah, on the on the side they of the They need to start wearing like them health department grades. Exactly. <laughs> this could be hazard. It's very smelly. It's a hazardous ass. He's known to have sticky balls. <laughs> mm mm. Mm-mm. I'm tired of you. I'm, I'm just tired of you. So look, <laughs> <laughs> the penetration. We talked about that. The lubricant is a good indicator for arousal. Put on some edible ones and don't use over-the-counter stuff from your grocery store, ladies. Especially the Cool Whip whipped cream that oh, contains dairy and sugar, and that will cause a very bad situation for Yeast your infection. Yes, don't have your coochie looking like tacos. <laughs> Extra cheese. Yeah, you know, I remember that sex take you to the ER. Chick had her man was using a ice a popsicle. Yes. And, and the whole got frostbitten. Because <laughs> the skin is very thin and delicate in the, yes, in the wound. Yes, you can't do that type of stuff. So, you know, lubricant also is a great way because sometimes it doesn't take much for men to get an erection. It takes a little bit longer for women to get aroused, which includes us, you know, flowing with fluids. So if mm. it doesn't happen right off us, we're not really going to enjoy the experience as much because we're not really aroused. That's so right. lubricant's going to help you get there and enjoy the experience a whole lot more. I'd rather for him help me get there, Because, <laughs> I mean, if I got you lose you lay, that means you ain't got me going. Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's going to be like one of the bones. There's like, okay, other, get it over. Wrap there's, it up. There's other contributing factors to vaginal dryness that may not just would be with the arousal situation. So just it have a bottle. Man. <laughs> Change the man. <laughs> Non-number medications and stuff will do Yes, that. you know, ceiling fan that will dry the coochie out. So, you know, stuff of that nature. Mm. Master your movement. Remember that a jackhammer thrusting is not the only way to have sex. And it's not the good way. That's how you That's how you bypass the G-spot. <laughs> Nick, well, if I mean, how did I want this? I did not know we were under construction, dog. Okay. Come on now. <laughs> it's got the coochie all sore. Try to tear my vaginal walls. Get your ass out of here. You want to explore different depths, different rhythms, and different speeds. But like I said, I cannot stand the jackhammer man. That's his consistent move. Mm. He think he's doing something. I'm like, you were, ag- you know, aggravating the hell out of me. Yeah, he's fucking like a rabbit. <laughs> and I'm not a rabbit. And pay attention to what your partner responds to. If you take notes on certain moves you do, certain things that turn your partner on and get the arousal yeah. situation going. Oh, I got them now. Yeah, just take a note so you can do that a little bit later on. You know it'll set the mood off right off the bat. Wonderful. <laughs> you are so damn stupid. Take mental notes. She, and explore different sexual positions. Now, I ain't saying Hank's no damn chandelier. No, because I'm not doing it. <laughs> 
You know, I, I like my basic moves. But too much emphasis on positions, but most are not, you know, practical if you want to relax into, you know, your pleasure. So if you happen to have a Kama Sutra book, and I've seen many twists in that book, but there are some simple basic positions you can adapt from that book and, you know, use in your own personal sex life. You can use pillows to enhance the penetration. So the pills for little dicks. <laughs> you don't want no big, you know, gorilla-sized penis with a pillow. <laughs> You gonna you gonna rip your ovary out. It ain't gonna. Mm-mm. Look, I'm done with you. That's gonna do it for this week's sex talk. Mm. <laughs> Get your bone on, y'all. All right, we're going to a break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Gospel Heifer Show. Hey, my love, this is your girl Monique. And whenever you're on H Town, you gotta listen to my sister, the Gossiping Heifer. Don't y'all love that title, the Gossiping Heifer? Say it like you love it. it. Gospel heifers are back at that time of the show where we like to ask a heifer. Ask me. We want letters. We want voicemails. So send those letters to us at gossipinheifers at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 832-410-1368. Now this is a time of the Me Too movement. All mm-hmm. kind of harassment. Even inside the cave got the He Too movement. Mm, me Too. <laughs> But you know what? They probably need the He Too mo- movement after I saw the video you was watching. Girl, we'll get with to that. Chick- yeah, yes. I'll, I'll wait then. Okay. But this week's letter reads, my boss is pressuring me to have sex with her. What? She is about 15 years older than me. Oh. I am 27. And she is not my type. She has a cute face, but she is overweight. So that's my pushing for the cushion. I am not sure if this is something she does on a regular basis at the office or if it's just me. I repeat that I do not want to get with her, but she is doing things at the office to keep reminding me of her interests. She Mm. grabbed my ass at the vending machine Mm -mm. and complimented me on my jeans. She told me that if I stayed late at night, we could see to it that I would have a bright future with the company. I should blackmail it. Mm-hmm. If I do give in to her on what she wants, I feel as though it would make my employment here hell, or should I go ahead and use this route to advance in my career? And tell her to go to hell. Oh. I would look. I'm not dealing with harassment. It's, it's no difference. Of no a, difference. When a woman does it, it's just as bad as when a man does it. No, look, your attention ain't wanted. Right. And this is something that you can say, you want this situation to go away. Make sure you go to human resources. Now, I'm not exactly. sure if she has the final say-so on your employment there. So if that is the case, you may want to go ahead and start browsing up that resume and yeah. start soliciting just in case. And you may want to start, you know, recording for your case. Because this is a situation if it was a woman at hand it definitely be considered harassment and you know if you agree to it then you're gonna look at how you're gonna be looked at in that company yeah it might be a short-lived ride and then if people do find out how you got your promotion then they're gonna know okay you a little thought you uh-huh. little male thought you slept with her you got your position is, is she walking about hunting markets <laughs> i don't have any panties on Except she went overweight. So, I mean, though, there's a couple things to take in consideration here. And like I've said, first and foremost, it's never good to sleep where you are making your money at. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, not a good idea because it doesn't always work out for the best because everybody else is in your business besides you guys having to see each other at work and at mm-hmm. home. No, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord Jesus. Yes, I do. Okay. Go away. So already, if you are not interested in her, even if you were considering it, you're going to cause yourself a whole lot of drama in the 
the long run. Trust me. I got time for this. Because let another female employee step to him once he gets his advancement. Oh, and, yeah. Or, <laughs> oh, he starts trying to date one, uh, you know, Ooh, another girl. employee. Well, I'm fire you. <laughs> I won't be ignored, Dan. Well, I'm, I'm not dealing with that period, point blank. Report that heifer. Mm-hmm. Get your evidence up. And move on. Yeah. That, that's sexual harassment. So go ahead and make your move and pass some resumes out and get you some new employment. Okay. That's going to do it for this week's Ask a Half a Letter. And I'm sure the guys at Inside the Cable have plenty to say because they are the founders of the He Too movement. Because back to what you were referring to earlier. Yeah. We were on Instagram. We saw a video of a chick talking about how she takes advantage of men. I mean, physically raping men. No cap. I might rape you. I rape niggas. I've raped a couple niggas in my lifetime. Y'all laughing, I'm so serious. I've ranked a couple niggas in my lifetime. Hey, they ain't gonna, they not gonna, what a, how I'm gonna snitch on myself. They ain't gonna come up to the witness stand. Who, what nigga gonna tell on himself about getting raped by a female? Who gonna tell on, who gonna tell? Them niggas not gonna tell. Hell no, that nigga ain't, uh, what? What, rape the shit out that nigga? What? Nah, and I know I'm fine as fuck too. I ain't gotta worry about your dick not getting hard. I, I know I can get that motherfucker hard. I'm raping you, bruh. Beamer ain't helping you, bro. Beamer mind this motherfucking business. Be- Beamer, Beamer ass in the other room like this. Shit. If I fuck with you and I like you, I might rape you. How do you do that? Right. All they like little men. <laughs> You know, a man that can't but she fight made back. a valid point though because most men that are taken advantage of that way how many times have you heard them actually complain to their family or friends or even report to the police that's sad but my man let me say something ain't no shame mm. if you being violated or harassed by a woman file a complaint I'm about to fire one with you right about now. My studio. Do the hell I want. Yeah, okay. You knock yourself on out. Always fun, but we got to wrap up the show. But before we go, where we going, Heffa? Do you know there's things that we put ourselves into as women when we're with a man that we possibly have a future with or just a relationship with? Mm. And there's things that we do that we're not even aware that we may be doing what? that's turning him all the way off. He's like, look, I can't with you. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I don't hang around long to find out. <laughs> No, I'm just saying from a woman's perspective. Yeah. Because, okay, ideal situation is you've been seeing somebody and you guys want to take it to the next level. But he might be hesitant because you are doing some real ill stuff that he can't get with. Oh, you're just doing the most. Right, you're doing the most. Like All in his face. Not appreciating him, number one. Oh. That is a mm-hmm. man's ego. Do you understand? When a man's being a man, he's good to you, he's treating you good, taking care of things he got to take care of, and you have no appreciation whatsoever. Oh, great. Oh, grateful heifer. that's just like you know as much as we enjoy to cook we put blood sweat and tears into making this fabulous meal you come yeah. home and eat and don't say thank you oh it, it was good oh baby. it was good i'm be like okay well dude next time you can go do the trump move and go to mcdonald's was, hey. <laughs> i have no problem with that right. but i'm saying you know I, all you gotta do is give me a good loud burp i know okay you are okay you happy. good okay baby that was good i'm happy and you're not pleasable I mean, I don't care what effort is made. You just always have something to say about it not being this, not being that. Mm. If he went out and bought you a nice piece of jewelry that he thought was nice. Yeah. Oh, well, it could have been a couple more carrots. Well, half a pudding on. <laughs> 
If you want bigger carrots, give me the extra cash and I'll take it down there. I mean, and that doesn't even have to go to material things, even when it comes to doing stuff around the house. I mm. appreciate it that you've taken out the garbage. I appreciate that you fixed the sink. I appreciate you doing yeah. these things around the house. Everybody wants to feel appreciated and loved mm-hmm. and needed. Yeah. And men are definitely ones. It's just like, you know, I was just watching Steve Harvey. And it's a thing like, you know, when women have this a- attitude where I could just do it, I don't need you. Right, right. And you wonder why men don't approach you. You wonder why men ain't trying to holler at you. Mm-hmm. I know you can open a door heifer, but let me do it. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. Let him do it. Let him do his job. That's his role as a man, period. I ain't got no problem. Me men could do all the jobs I need. Take out the trash, open my door, carry my stuff down. You <laughs> Knock yourself out, baby. <laughs> stupid and you're too bossy i mean i don't like it when i'm dealing with somebody who just bossy in general can you imagine dealing with somebody who was bossy in a relationship Uh, i ain't got time for that i'm trying to be you know in this lovey dovey mode with you and you are killing the vibe here do it like this (laughs) that ain't how i like it ain't cold enough exactly (laughs) like boy bye I don't want to be around that person. If you are used to being in control and, you know, super efficient at work, perhaps it's time to give yourself a little time to let the transition hit you. Okay? Because you you don't need to be about this bossy attitude, especially with somebody you're supposed to be sharing some good downtime with. Mm. I, I don't I hate it when you're in a social situation and somebody in that situation just kind of pisses on the whole occasion. And you're like, why? Well, you know, I knew it, I hooked one of my female friends that were one of my homies mm-hmm. and I noticed one thing she did and this is women don't do this and men don't do this demean him when they got around other people oh no no we're not doing I'm that like, if that person is good enough for you to sleep with behind closed doors right they good enough for you to respect in public yeah don't be trying to you know step on them now because you got a little ego boost you want no that's not gonna happen 